0: We are inside a week away from the NBA Draft Combine. We now have our full list of NBA Combine participants. We're going to review that as well as another NBA Draft profile, this time taking a look at one of the most polarizing figures in this year's NBA Draft, Jalen Johnson from Duke. He has red flags. He has a lot of strengths. Where will he go in this draft? It's still up in the air. We're going to talk all about it on today's show, Locked on Thunder coming up next. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 05362-7128. On today's show, We have the 2021 NBA Draft profile giving you all you need to know about a possible Thunder prospect. Today's prospect is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. It is Jalen Johnson from Duke. We also have the NBA Combine participants list. What stands out? What to watch for? How important is the NBA Draft Combine? It's all coming up on today's show. Brought to you by Locker Room. We are inside a week away from the NBA Draft Lottery on Tuesday, June 22nd. Do not forget to check out our live stream during the NBA Draft Lottery next Tuesday. It'll be myself there, a lot of our other hosts hanging out there, including Jackson Gatlin of Locked on Rockets. So you got Locked on Thunder, Locked on Rockets hanging out during the lottery. I'm sure that will get intense for each side. As you know, the stakes are high for both franchises during the upcoming NBA draft lottery. So that's what to look forward to. A lot of good stuff coming up today and throughout the next week on Locked On. Then we'll get some more of that later on. But we start the way we always do with our prospect overview, and that is of Jalen Johnson, who is 6'9", 220 pounds. The wingspan, of course, not out yet because of the combine, but uh, he has a really good frame, 19 years old, went to Duke for, if you can call it that, 16 games or so. He is a rim running forward that is very versatile defensively and can play make one of the most interesting prospects in this year's draft class. What are his strengths for the upcoming draft? Well, playmaking is number one. We talk about what can a prospect become elite at? What is their elite trait? What's going to get them noticed and get them into the league for Jalen Johnson at his size. It's his playmaking. He's a great passer with high IQ, great vision. He can drive. He can kick it out as well. And at his size, he can basically run an offense, even at his size. Now, he will not be asked to do this at the NBA level, but having that ability, having that talent at his size is a great feature to have. I love the way that he plays the game offensively. I think that him and SGA would be a great pairing together in the pick and roll. And what's really really awesome about that, with him and Shea, They can run the pick and roll together, and either player can do either responsibility. Shea can be the roller. Jalen can be the roller. Either one of them can can handle the ball and execute it very well with the ball in their hands. It would set up a very interesting and fun offense. Uh, and, And honestly, when you look at what Jalen Johnson does, he can be a playmaker. He can swing the ball around. He can make decisions for himself. He can make plays with the ball in his hands, both passing and dribbling. And he can do the pick and roll at a high level on both ends, either rolling or controlling the ball. When you look at that and then also factor in, he would be phenomenal in the dunker spot. He's a great cutter. He's great in emotion offense. He's great at getting to the rim. And offensively, he can be a center that really benefits Oklahoma City. When you look at all those things, it just screams a Mark Degnott player. He does everything that Mark wants in a player. Very versatile, can do almost everything. When you look at him in the post as well, when he's posting up, he can pass out of the post like Steven Adams can, and even better than Steven Adams could. And that's a high praise, folks. That was one of Steven's best traits, or at least highly underrated traits by most. Steven Adams was a really good passer out of the post. Jalen can do those same things in those same sets that Oklahoma City likes to run. He's also a great rebounder on both ends of the floor. He understands how to get position. He understands how to get to his spots whenever trying to corral a rebound and understands where the ball is going to come off the rim at. He also has a very high motor, which allows him to be a good rebounder consistently all throughout the game. But putting him in that dunker spot, putting him in motion, allowing him to cut freely, and allowing him to set screens for you and working off of those screens, that is instantly a plug-and-play player in this offense that is going to be just a phenomenal fit what Mark wants to do. And I think that he next, him and Shea together as a pairing could be really good. We've talked about guys who maybe do not benefit Shea because of their spot up shooting or lack of spacing or whatever the case may be. But here's a guy in Jalen Johnson that would benefit Shea, which is a big deal moving forward. He only really has a couple flaws offensively, and we're going to get to them in a second. But defensively is where he can shine. The question is will he? And the will is not about talent, it's not about getting better at any specific trait. It's about just wanting to and putting the effort in and locking in defensively. Because if you can get him to buy in and you can get him to be a good defender, which, going back to Mark, Mark has done so far, small sample size, one shortened season, young players, whatever. But looking at the way that bases progressed defensively, that Shea has progressed defensively, that Dort has even progressed to a certain extent defensively, although Dort was already a great defender, obviously. But seeing how their numbers have improved whenever they're trying to close out shooters, whenever they're playing defense on that end, seeing how he's gotten that amount of buy-in from every player so far, and to a man every player's gotten better with Mark and has bought in and has played with effort at every single level and every single stage that Mark's been a part of, seeing all of that leads you to believe that he can get that buy-in from Jalen, and if he can get that buy-in from Jalen Johnson... With his speed, his quickness, his length, his ability to close out, his ability to keep up with one through five and defend one through five, that's going to be a great, great defender in this league because he truly can defend one through five. And he understands where to rotate, when to rotate, and how to disrupt players while rotating and understands all of that. If you get Jalen Johnson to buy in defensively, he can be great. The problem is getting him to buy in because he can defend one through five he can play the passing lanes, he can rotate, he's a good communicator defensively, he has the link to make up for anyone that beats him off the dribble, although that happens pretty seldomly, but it will happen more, of course, at the NBA level. What, nothing about him physically limits him defensively. It's all mentally and getting him to want to play defense. And so if you can get him to want to play defense and have him play that dunker spot at a high level... Allowing him to pass so well out of the post, allowing him to be a good playmaker at his size, being a great cutter, a great roller, being a great partner with SGA, and then the rebounding, he is a great rebounder, he can grab it, he can go and take himself off the dribble, and really push the pace and put pressure on opponents' defenses, when you factor all that in, if you can get the buy-in from Jalen Johnson, he is the perfect player that Mark has been talking about wanting, that, that, that whenever Mark talks about what his perfect offense is and what ideally he wants to do, it's describing Jalen Johnson at almost every single turn. Now, of course, Jalen Johnson's not the perfect player. He still has a lot of flaws, but there's reason for excitement. I think that if you take all the prospects that are draft eligible, you have an excitement factor. What player can the Thunder draft that will spin this condensed offseason getting extremely excited about and talking ourselves into uh, and and being totally bought into them being a great NBA player. Obviously, you have the the one through five. You have Cade, you have Suggs, Mobley, Kaminga, Green, whatever your order is. I think past those five, six and seven and eight is going to be some combination for you personally of Keon Johnson, Jalen Johnson, and Scotty Barnes. So drafting a guy like Jalen Johnson you draft the eighth most exciting player in this draft and having an excitement and then having a pathway where you can legitimately talk yourself into him being the perfect player, as we just did for 10 minutes is an additional plus factor in all of this. Now, what's still to be determined as we're going to get to in a second is his range. Where do you take a guy like Jalen Johnson? Because you're going to see him all over the board on mock drafts, on big boards. You're going to see him anywhere from the top eight to the early to mid to late 20s. Like he's going to be such a wide range. And a lot of this will go back to how he interviews. But we will get to Jalen Johnson's flaws. We'll get to why that interview process will be so important for him and what his fit with Oklahoma City will be, although it kind of seems like we know it'll be perfect. But unlike most prospects, Jalen Johnson has a huge impact on the future of the Thunder roster. We'll get to that as well, all coming up on the Locked on Thunder podcast. But right now, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked on Thunder once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every single day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to to the biggest news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on Locked on Thunder Podcast through our Locker Room conversations. So be sure to join me this week on Locker Room Thursday at 11 a.m. So go download the free Locker Room app currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter account, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Rylan underscore at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Same as my Twitter account. To be notified every single time I go live, I know you will not want to miss it. I'm planning to be live again this week, Thursday, 11 a.m. I cannot wait to hear from everyone's thoughts on the Thunder. See you there. Locker Room changing the way we talk about sports. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You can hit me up on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles that R Y L A N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And let me know what you think about Jalen Johnson and how you think that he'll fare in the NBA. Let's talk about his weaknesses. Now, this first weakness is is going to be hard to talk about because I have not gotten the chance to speak with Jalen Johnson. I'm not sure he's been on record since this decision uh, to talk to anybody else about this. And I have not heard the exact reason for why this has all happened, but it is a red flag for most NBA teams from everything that we're hearing, the fact that he left IMG Academy during his senior season and left Duke after just 13 games. So he's left two different stops prematurely, and as far as I know, for unknown reasons. It is so tough to speculate about these kind of things, so I'm not going to speculate on what it could have been, on why he could have left, uh, but there is something there. I mean, there's a reason why. He left both stops, and that's why the interview process will be so important for him, uh, because not only does he have the basketball questions about you know his his buy-in defensively and the questions and the weaknesses that we're going to have for him coming up, uh, but now he has this on his plate as well. What happened at Duke? What happened at IMG Academy? What happened at all these different stops for Jalen Johnson? How he answers that, how teams feel about his answers, though that will go a long way in defining his draft stock, and I think that in the coming weeks, as the combine progresses, as private workouts progress, as meetings with teams progress, you'll start to see Jalen's positioning on these mock drafts, on these big boards, you'll start to see it kind of level where it's not as sporadic as it is right now because we'll have more information about how he's doing in those interviews and how he's doing when answering these questions with teams because that's a pretty big red flag. And it could be nothing, but it is something to talk about right now. Right? It could end up being nothing that there was just a logical and understandable reason why he left both spots it does not have to be a bad thing but it does need to be answered for the teams he doesn't have to say it publicly but to the teams it'll have to be answered so that's why the interview process for him will be so important it'll be more important than what he does physically you know no private workout no combine nothing no pro day will matter more for Jalen Johnson than his interviews now the next glaring red flag for Jalen Johnson is on the court and it's his shot. I mean, although on 18 attempts, he shot 44% from beyond the arc. Uh, he's a bad mid range shooter. He's not that great of a free throw shooter. His mechanics do not look good whatsoever. All of that has to improve. Now on those 18, three point attempts where he went 44%, most of them were on the catch and shoot, which is what the thunder are going to ask him to do. So if he is comfortable off the catch and shoot and can knock down shots, on the catch-and-shoot, then again, it goes back to how well they can pair with SGA, with SGA being able to drive and kick to him. But we simply did not have enough data in 13 games at Duke to to truly get a grip of what he can do shooting-wise, but the mechanics mixed with the bad free throw percentage and bad mid-range shot percentage, not looking good. But it is all on a very small sample size. At both stops in high school at IMG and at Duke, he had some really bad turnovers, but as you know, I typically give players the benefit of the doubt when it comes to turnovers, because the game is so different at those levels than it is in the NBA. You have way worse spacing. You're asked to do way too much. And those turnovers will kind of relieve relieve themselves as you get into an NBA offense and get into uh, what you're going to roll. It's going to be at the NBA level. So I'm not too concerned about his turnovers picking up at the NBA level with the spacing and yada, 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 even at Duke, like as, as blue blooded as Duke is, their team was not that great this year. Like the teammates that Jalen played with were not Duke teammates in a typical year. So even his teammates couldn't really help him out that much in those limited uh, games at Duke, I personally am just not that concerned about his turnover numbers right now. It is a trend to watch for as he starts his NBA career, but I'm not going to use it as a predictive measure to say, okay, well, he's always going to be turnover prone. I don't think that way about most prospects, especially not, Jalen Johnson. But I do have strong concerns about the jump shot and about how that jump shot could lead to poor spacing. But one of the most important flaws in his game is that he cannot finish at a high level. Now, he has a lot of impressive finishes in his bag to use. Like, if you watch him in an open gym and he wanted to show you all of his layup package, you'd be in awe. The problem is, those finishes do not translate once you put a big body in front of him. He has a ton of fancy moves, but he cannot... He cannot get them to go when he's faced with a disruption in the paint. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good for a guy that you want to be a rim roller. You want to be a guy in, a, in the dunker spot. You want to be a guy that makes his living and is scoring mostly in the paint. He's got to improve there. But a lot of players have to improve at finishing at the rim as they begin their NBA career. This young Thunder roster, will find a lot of guys that struggle to finish so far in the NBA career and have to improve on that. No different for Jalen Johnson. But the ball watching the lazy defensive stretches, not being locked in. It's all correctable if you believe you can get him to be locked in. So whenever you're looking at weaknesses and evaluating a player, you want to judge what's correctable and what will hinder a player long-term. I think that the defense is correctable. I obviously believe that the turnovers are correctable. The red flags off the court are obviously correctable as well. I think with his frame and his athleticism, You'd be silly to believe that he could not progress at finishing at the rim as he gets into an NBA coaching staff, an NBA offseason program, and an NBA facilities. It's crazy to think that he cannot finish at the rim as his NBA career progresses. So then that leaves you with one flaw that you're not really sure is correctable, that he might have to overcome for the length of his NBA career. And you're left with that shooting, that, that bad shooting mechanics, the comfortability shooting, and being able to knock down shots. That's really the one long-term weakness I see for Jalen Green. The rest, while you cannot project that they're all going to be correctable, or, or all can be fixed, I should say, they're all correctable. They might not all pan out. They might not all actually get fixed, but they're all able to be fixed. And that's what allows his ceiling to be at such a high level. So there you have it, the strengths, the weaknesses of Jalen Johnson. Where are you at with his game? Let me know on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Is he higher On your big board, lower on your big board now, what do you see him progressing as? What's his ceiling for you in the NBA coming up? We're going to talk about his availability. We're going to talk about his ceiling, his floor, his NBA comps, and his fit with the Thunder and what his long-lasting impact would mean on this Thunder roster as we start to build out, hopefully, a contender pretty soon in Oklahoma City. So a lot to get to still. And in the real NBA world, we're still on the road to the finals and so much is happening. Go check out Locked On NBA. Go check out Locked On Bucks, Locked On Nets, Locked On Clippers, Locked On Jazz. Shout out David Locke. None of us would be here without him. Shout out to all the teams still left in the playoffs, Locked On Suns. I have not forgot about you, Brennan Klein, even though you've swept your way already to the Western Conference Finals. It's just now heating up. It's just now getting exciting. Locked On 76ers, Locked On Hawks, so much more. Locked on NBA has you covered, covered with all that news. We're still on that road to the finals brought to you by Mickleb Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it. If you enjoy it, and we all can enjoy the games a little bit better this season with Mickleb Ultra, I love cracking open a Mickleb Ultra and watching the NBA playoffs. Do it every night. You should too. Mickleb Ultra is awesome. Check it out. Just like Locked on NBA podcast is awesome. Five days a week. Check it out. NBA coverage nationally right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We need to find the team that we're going to rally around as Thunder fans in these last couple of rounds of the season. I'm thinking Suns. I'm thinking that if the Sun, we, we should just become Suns fans. Locked On Suns should welcome us with open arms. It's a de facto Thunder championship because you have Chris Paul, Abdul Nader, Cameron Payne. You have all the Thunder legends. Let's go, Suns. Check it out. Locked On Suns. Check it out. Michelob Ultra. The road to the finals has begun. I want to see you right now my your friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Baseball seasons in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. So get all the latest news, odds, and information on your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or... Mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. So, do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head to the website or even use your mobile device and sign up today. When you do sign up today, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So, betonline.ag, promo code locked on, receive a 50%. Welcome bonus on your first deposit at betterline.ag. I want to say right now about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. Are you kidding me? 20 years ago. You could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts your car would ever need. What a simple time that was 20 years ago. But you can still do that right now. And my favorite part about rockauto.com, number one, unlike brick and mortar stores, they're not going to upcharge you. Number two, you don't have to know a thing about vehicles, not one single thing besides your make, your model, and your year. Once you plug that information in, their very easy to navigate website will take you where you need to go and only show you car parts that are compatible with your vehicle. It is truly a great tool. Check it out, rockauto.com. Whenever you go there, tell them that Locked On sent you in the how did you hear about us box and they'll know what to do from there. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices of the parts your car will need. rockauto.com, tell them Locked On sent you in the how did you hear about us box. We are back on Locked On Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Let's talk about Jalen Johnson's availability. The ringer has him at 12 ESPN has him at eight. The athletic all the way down to 20 bleacher report at six CBS at 21 NBC at nine draft net at 11 and then tankathon at seven on my big board. 1.0. The next one comes out after the combine. I have Jalen Johnson at 12. So, He's very much all over the place. And so it creates a dilemma for the Thunder. What range would you take him at? Would you take him with a fifth pick, the sixth pick, the seventh, the eighth, the 18th? Where's the range where you're comfortable taking Jalen Johnson? For me, I'd feel comfortable at seven, eight, taking Jalen Johnson. Really not before that. And then anywhere after that, I'd be comfortable as well taking Jalen Johnson for his value His ceiling as a player is the perfect modern-day player that shoots at an average clip, can defend one through five, can playmake, can score inside. His floor is somebody that never progresses as a shooter, does not progress as an inside scorer, does not lock in defensively, and is just a washout in this league in five or six years. I think that if you look at his floor, to me that comparison is Dennis Smith Jr., not with their play style, but the fact that, that Dennis Smith Jr. never really progressed to the point you wanted him to. And now he's just kind of a journeyman floating around from the G League to the NBA. And I'm not really sure he'll ever get a chance again uh, to be a high impact player, even as young as Dennis Smith Jr. still is. So he's already kind of phased out of the NBA in terms of being a uh, important piece. And he's not far away from phasing out of even being on a roster. The NBA comp for him, I love the Aaron Gordon comp. I think it's perfect for Jalen Johnson And drafting an Aaron Gordon-type player would be very, very valuable for just about any team. I mean, Jalen Johnson uh, would be great for any team if you can get him to reach that ceiling uh, and that potential. I think his future role in this league will be a smart guy's all-star pick, like the hipster, trendy all-star pick with a huge impact on winning that can't surely be quantified that well uh, in terms of just the sheer box score numbers. And so people who like pay attention and dig in and watch the film and stuff will love this guy. And then maybe the box score viewers will not necessarily get his impact, and also a player that Mark would fall in love with and just force-feed minutes to and give him every single opportunity that he can. This would be a guy, I think, that Mark truly uh, would want to play at every opportunity given. And that's why, with the rotational fit, I think he's on the bench to start the year, has to kind of earn his stripes, so to say, and then all-star Break somewhere in there. He begins to shift towards the starting group pretty quickly. Now, this is the rare prospect that has an actual roster impact for the Thunder because the Thunder are still in the premature stages of rebuilding. Like there are hardly prospects in this draft that if you drafted them, they would then impact how you view players in your current roster or how you view bringing back players, re-signing players or making your roster long-term because they simply, the Thunder do not have enough long-term pieces yet for that to be a tough decision to make. But, Jalen Johnson would be one of the rare players because his skill set, it would be so redundant to have Jalen Johnson and Darius Baisley. I'm sure many of you, whenever I was describing Jalen Johnson, was picturing what we hope for Darius Baisley to become. And so, Darius Baisley, who most people already view as an expendable young piece for the Thunder, would then become even more expendable because their skill sets are just too similar. And the position wise, like just positionally, what you'd be forced to have Jalen Johnson do would be too similar to Darius Baisley, unless the Thunder just went all in on small ball and wanted to play the small ball five with Jalen Johnson or Baisley, and then the other one plays the four and just goes super small and leans into that style of play, which it seems unlikely that that happens. Not impossible. Maybe they try it and then it fails, but whatever the case is, long-term, Baisley would be on the hot seat, so to say, if you do draft Jalen Johnson and he pans out. So why the Thunder should take him if they believe the -the off-the-court stuff is a non-factor, if they believe that he will work hard and lock in defensively, and if they believe that they can eventually turn him into an average three-point shooter. If they do those things, he's the perfect fit with the Thunder. Easier said than done, but there is a track here, there's a path here for Jalen Johnson to be a great fit in Oklahoma City. Why they should not draft him is simply if he fails the interview process and you just don't like what he's saying to you in the interview process that's what will hurt Jalen Johnson the very most in this pre-draft process before the end of July. So let me know what you think of Jalen Johnson. Where do you have him ranked? How excited are you for Jalen Johnson? Let me know all of that on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles at R-O-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. Coming up on Locked on Thunder, we'll have another NBA draft profile tomorrow covering Moses Moody and then our NBA Mock Draft 1.0 with all 30 pre-lottery teams. Of course, we'll do this again after the lottery to decide uh, what has changed given who gets what slot. We also have our network-wide Mock Draft coming up as well. Monday, we'll talk with Richard Staman. He'll join the show to preview the NBA Draft Combine and Lottery. Tuesday is our final three spins on Tankathon and what the scenarios mean for the Thunder on Tuesday night. What we should be hoping for as well as our Locked On NBA Draft live stream for the lottery on the Locked On YouTube pages and Twitch pages and Twitter pages, and we'll retweet all those links out on Tuesday. Wednesday, we'll recap all the madness from the NBA lottery. Thursday, we're going to have another NBA draft profile, and then Friday, another mock draft, this one being the first post-lottery where we know what's going to happen. This is going to be fun. It's another short off season, another off season where we stay daily five days a week, and get to just talk hoops all the time. It'll be the lottery before you know it next Tuesday. It'll be the draft at the end of the at the end of July before you know it, the offseason in full swing in August with the summer league and Olympics and trades and signings with the free agency and all that good stuff. And then you got training camp in preseason in October. Like it's going to be crazy uh, what's happening with this offseason. So stay locked into Locked on Thunder. Subscribe or follow anywhere you get your podcasts from. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Until then, be good and be good to one another.